0: Hey, this is Sophie Simmons, and you're listening to Dash Radio.
1: Welcome to the world of music. Discover new music. Do you want to be the first to know? Pay attention. This is Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper.
2: Sophie Simmons is here. You like the intro?
0: I liked that it was... British.
2: Yeah. No, he's from New Zealand. <laughs> New
0: Zealand. Oh, yeah, God, I'm going to get Zealand. so much
2: hate for that. Yeah, that's all right. That's, that's all right. They
0: always, when you're, you confuse Aussies or Brits or people from New Zealand, they're like, we're so different. Yeah. And I'm like, well, here everyone sounds like they're from California. So right. I, and <laughs> I, <don't> I <laughs> and Yeah,
2: I, I feel the same way. I, the only reason why I know that is because I know who actually did it. But I imagine if I just heard the voice, I might say that as well. Um, right. You are not from New Zealand. No. You are not from... London. No. Nope. You are here from L.A. You're yes. born and raised in Los Angeles. Born
0: and raised in L.A. And my mom is Canadian. So okay. I have dual citizenship, which is oh, that's super cool. lucky to have, um, especially now. So I, I was escape. about to say, <laughs> I was about
2: to say, you yeah. could totally escape. You could
0: totally escape. Um, Do you get
2: health care then in Canada? Could you?
0: I could, I guess, if I wanted to like establish residency, yeah. which I had at one point, And then you, unfortunately, pay taxes in both Countries, which ah, is like not so beneficial. So yeah. yay, free healthcare, but then also taxes and you sure. to fly there. And what you should do is if you're gonna be a part of a community, is contribute to the this is true. side of it. So this is
2: true. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, you are here because you've got a couple of songs that we are going to run here today on yay. Daily Discovery. You've got a song called Paper Cut, yep. another song called Black Mirror that we're gonna play, and you were telling me a little bit about Black Mirror. The, yes. the show Black Mirror and all that kind of stuff, and, it and how that was the inspired. Song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get into the music, um, I'd love to get a bit more of your story and sort of how you discovered that you had this voice and that you had this passion for music.
0: Um, I think it was very slow rolling this whole process. Um, mm. I started writing songs when I was about four years old. My parents enrolled me in piano class, and I took piano for nine years, and so did my brother. And they made us learn guitar and you know, all the things you hate doing when you're a kid, because you're yes. like, I'll never use this. And then it ends up <laughs> being and your job. We, and, and here, here we, we are. are. Yeah. So, um, I wrote songs when I was younger and I was like, Oh, I'm terrible. And I just like kept them for myself. Um, and then I went to college for computer science oh, and wow, I cool. was studying toward that, but then all the while still writing songs and just decided to like play one for my family at one point, I think. And they were like, these are good songs. You should be doing something with this and not just <laughs> sitting behind a desk and doing nothing. And I was like, okay, like I'll give it a shot. Um, and that's kind of why I auditioned for X Factor back in the day was to just get someone who like wasn't in my family to tell me that I was on the right road before right. I like really dove into it. Because right. you know your parents are supposed to love you and, uh, and say tell you that best. you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, right,
2: right, right. Yeah. And you need that too. Right. right you need that support too but you also need somebody yes. with maybe a more critical eye or ear or whatnot well now
0: that i'm start. like fully in it in it my parents are like the most critical which is so <laughs> funny they've like totally stage mommed turned to 180 and right. now they're like "eh, the show could have been better and i'm like what <laughs> what happened to like, you and incredible? that's why you're not
2: coming next time <laughs> right. right exactly I'm like
0: you stand in the back and you don't say anything <laughs>
2: What happened to you're the best, Sophie? What right. happened to that? Right, right.
0: They were like, yeah. well, she's a professional now, so we gotta like raise bar. I also <laughs>
2: feel like there's a point in time, you know, where parents flip that switch,
0: where oh, they're yeah. like,
2: okay, we need to love and nurture you up until the point in which now you're, you know, whatever An adult eighteen <laughs> yeah. or whatever whatever that cutoff is. Yeah, and now. Now we need to just bug the crap out of you and tell mm-hmm. and and ask you why you're not doing the things that we think that you should be doing.
0: Well, my favorite is when my parents are like, you know, what's a good lyric? And they'll like <laughs> they'll text me like song ideas and stuff. Yeah, and I'm always like, you don't know, whatever. Like especially my mom, who's who really is an authority on music because she's been in and around the industry for so long at this point, even though she's not participated in it. She'll send me like paragraphs of lyrics she thinks are cool and Mm. I'm like you don't know mom and then a month later I'll be in a session and be like "Uh, what about this lyric (laughs) (laughs) it just just came Uh, to me and I'll like scroll through my chat with my mom she has like really good ideas and me and my dad both make the mistake of like not listening to her at first and then later we end up doing it and it was right all along.
2: I, I see her jumping up and down right now as she's know, listening I know, back I know. to this. <laughs>
0: I'll like play her a song with no preface and she'll be like, this is the thing I sent you. Like, uh, yes, yes it is. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: Like she, she yeah. recalls that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. She won't forget that either probably. Do you list her as a co-writer? No.
0: <laughs> inspiration not, not muse yet.
2: not yet your muse, yeah, you're, you're muse. there yeah. you go your mom Your mom is your muse
0: she'll send me a paragraph like okay so what if the song was like this but also like this and had this pun in it mm. and I was like okay let me just sit with that for a month let me and digest figure that and, out right. yeah
2: my mom sends me texts in her own um, like shorthand like she'll abbreviate right things. and you're like
0: totally know what that means and but like no idea yeah so <laughs> it takes
2: a while sometimes to just even interpret Simple text messages, you know, of like random words and it's total stream of consciousness for her. So Mm -hmm. she's just trying to get these things out. And so, yeah, sometimes I'll sometimes like things are really up for interpretation. It's like, did did somebody die or did somebody's cat die? I'm a little bit confused as to like what it is that you're saying here. Right.
0: Like my my mom uses Siri a bunch, but we Ah. we like played a joke on her and switched her Siri to an Australian accent. Ah. And so it doesn't understand her now a lot of the time. so <laughs> Does it'll, she know this, by the way? She knows. Okay. And she's like, right. it's really funny. But sometimes when she's trying to text us like where to meet or when to be there, it'll come out just kind of as gibberish because she <laughs> talks into her phone. And then we've gotten really good at knowing what that means at right. this point.
2: Okay, got yeah. it. So she's speaking code, English. pretty much. And then it turns into Aust- Siri translating that into some Australian code like, of what she, it is. Like
0: taking her American accent and being like, I think she meant this. Right, and, and, this, and then you you're yeah. able
2: to get it on the other end and interpret it. Okay, yeah. very very interesting. It's
0: code breakers. That's yes. what it is. Yeah, yeah,
2: you could have a whole thing around totally. this. You have your so own so language. So no one
0: steals their song ideas. It, That's
2: what it, it is. There, it all comes back to music <laughs> and it all comes back to the song ideas. I love it. Um, all right, so... In this and in this process um, of of doing this, you started to put out songs uh, collaborating with uh, people in the in the dance world. Yes, um, tell us a little bit more about that and what that journey's been like.
0: Um, I really attribute it to Yellow Claw, actually, because I was writing um, in like the hip hop and pop space for mm-hmm. a long time, and kind of just like chugging through as you do as a songwriter. And Yellow Claw reached out to me on Twitter at one point and they said they were coming to LA and they wanted to get in sessions. And I was like so nervous because I did my research and listened to their stuff. And it was all like such club bangers Mm -hmm. with drops. And it was like so new to me. And I still honestly like will never claim to know very much about dance music, but like I enjoy it. Right. But the structure of it still eludes me sometimes. And uh, I went in the studio with Jim Who's one of the members of Yellow Claw, and we like wrote a song on guitar, and it ended up being like the lead song on the uh, previous album, and then have since kept working together, and now their new album just came out, and I wrote a song on there that Nils, the other member, sings. So it's like getting them more musical, and they're getting me more dancey, and it's it's kind of a cool, definitely a like a very fluid collaboration but yeah they pretty much discovered me and pushed me into that world nice yeah
2: nice nice and is there anything that you've taken from that world that then you've been able to use or uh, that you've been able to take for some of the music that you're creating
0: yeah um edm artists really appreciate lyrics Mm -hmm. um really cool metaphors and and messages because i think for them so much of it is the production that the other side of it is really interesting for them Whereas for me, I'm only lyrics and top lines, so the production's interesting for me. So it sure. kind of like completes two halves to this whole. The yin to
2: the yang. The yin to the yang.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
2: You know, I I also think the other thing too with a lot of electronic dance music is there are less lyrics, so it's almost well, as well, it if,
0: depends. I think.
2: Well, if, yeah, I guess it would depend. I mean,
0: some sometimes I get a request from a DJ that's like, I just want one really cool line, and I'm like awesome i'll send you 50 (laughs) options of (laughs) one-liners you can chop up and it it makes an amazing song right or they're like i want it to be about this i want it to say this i want this to be the title like they're very specific Mm -hmm. or like with yellow claw they're really more artists so they Mm want to be in the studio with you writing with you um involved in the process the whole way along and they end up being like full pop songs that they that then just like they
2: they then almost sort of remix for right they like insert the electronic parts into it yeah right 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 for sure yeah i would agree with that i would agree with that for sure um all right i want to get to some of the music that we're here to play today which is Um, not electronic which is not electronic (laughs) everybody's getting prepared for For like the big drop yeah there's none
0: i (laughs) mean there's remixes if you want right but
2: that's it um let's talk let's talk paper cut cool and uh tell me a little bit more about this song before we play it here
0: Papercut was my latest single that just came out, um, and it's about kind of the little things in relationships that, like, chip away at you. Mm -hmm. And at first you're like, oh, Papercut, you know, it's not that annoying, and then it doesn't heal, and then it keeps kind of, like, ripping, and you're like, ah, and you end up, like, ending the uh, relationship or, like, friendship or whatever it is, and it's, it's just about those little things. You're like, I love you, but like you're it's getting a little annoying. And then it builds to those point where like the little things end up being big things. Mm. Um, So paper cut. What are some of your
2: paper cuts that you've experienced?
0: Literally, my only pet peeve is people who are wishy washy. Mm. I can't deal like I'm a very black and white person. So if you're my friend, you're my friend always. We're not ever going to not be friends. Like this is, we're together. Or mm-hmm. like same with a relationship. If we're together, we're together. We're not like just kind of dating and also right. seeing other people. Like I don't like that. Right. Which is a very popular mindset, especially for people my age. I feel like everyone's kind of dating the, everyone. Right, right, And right. I just don't have the mental capacity for that because I'm such a warrior mm. and I like the details of things, which I guess is why I like lyrics. Mm-hmm. But... It it's too much for me to think about of like okay well he's going out with this person this day so that means on this day I can see him but like is he going to be gross or like you know I just it's yeah, too much to worry like a, about yeah, that
2: seems like a lot to yeah have to worry and I'm about. so
0: non-competitive as a person that like if there's another option I'm like I'll just take her like I'm I'm, I'm out, fine I'm out I'll <laughs> like no hard right. feelings like I, I don't want to like right. I just can't do that for some reason it's a bit like a huge Pet peeve or turn off to be like, well, I really love you, but like, there's also this person. I'm like, oh, you should go to that person. <laughs> because like, I'm just, like, no.
2: <laughs> as soon as those are like words, trigger words. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, cool. So I'm out. like, no,
0: I don't do the like yeah. compete for my love thing. I don't know. Definitely not.
2: Uh, what about wishy washy also for other things that maybe are not as serious? Oh, like, are anything. you like for people that are like, oh, so what do you want to have today? Where do you want to go eat today? Like well, if somebody can't make a decision there.
0: That's more like indecisiveness. I'm I'm fine with like, it's valid to not know what you want. Okay. But then there are people who are like, I want this, but also I think I could get this if I just keep right. nudging at it. I'm like, that's <laughs> ugh, it's so wishy-washy because that's just like not making a decision because you don't have to.
1: Mm. You know mm. what I mean? As I opposed see.
0: to like, I actually don't know what I want, which is right. valid. Right. But there's people who are like, oh, I got all these options. I'm just not going to choose and, like, do all of them. <laughs> like,
3: no. <laughs> that sucks. Uh,
2: more on pet peeves here in yeah. just a moment. <laughs> um, Sophie Simmons is here. I want to play Paper Cut. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about her other song, Black Mirror, that she brought by today as well. Do not go anywhere. You are tuned into Dash.
4: It started so strong. past the pages, you scratch me with your touch, sometimes nothing changes, and all that's left is us, I love you, like a paper cut, you drop blood, you drop
3: blood, but you'll never go too deep,
4: 7, me without a mark, now I leave you and your paper heart,
3: I love you, I love you. like a paper card, you drop you drop but you never got to
1: Jay
2: Harper, just more more love advice going on uh, here. <laughs> Sophie Simmons is here in studio. We we're t- uh, just playing Paper Cut, and as that was playing, we're t- we're talking through just relationship issues and whatnot. Yeah, I, I feel you. I I would agree with that about the wishy washy thing. I I must admit, at one point in my life, I was certainly the wishy washy guy.
0: Was th- it your early twenties?
2: Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, yeah, early <laughs> mid twenties. You know. And then yeah. you kind of get your act together and right. you start to figure out like Did you
0: ever like after coming out of that look back and be like, "Oh damn, that one girl like could have been the could have been um, the thing." Damn.
2: I I haven't just because for me I'm just somebody who doesn't reflect a ton on like mm, what mm-hmm. could have been. Right. Um but I do recognize that there were certainly relationships that I totally screwed up right. along the way because of that. And to me though, I think that I mean, take what you will of this. I think that this is something that people need to go through. Like, you almost have to go through this process to like, totally. And I'm sure I
0: like drive people nuts because I'm way too decisive in relationships. (laughs) But like, I would rather commit fully to something, see where it goes for a couple months. And if it's not working, be like, look, we committed, it's not working. Let's get out mm-hmm. rather than like being wishy washy for like a year and a half and then being like, well, let's try dating and it doesn't work. And then right. you've wasted a year and a half. Right. I'm like, no.
2: Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I think the only thing that I would say is the ability for, uh, because people change, I think, and because people, yeah. and not even that people change, people e- evolve, right? Like,
0: I think people evolve and change, but I think like we all have our baseline principles that don't really change. Mm. Like, if you were someone who couldn't accept cheating in a relationship when you're 20, you probably still can't accept that when you're 30. Like, I think there's some things that, like, hit very deeply to our, like, our inner morals as people, I guess. And, Mm. like, everyone has their own set that they're, like, willing to compromise on or not compromise on. Sure. And, like, a deal breaker for me is, like, indecisiveness when it comes to feelings. Uh Uh-huh. Because... I think people kind of always know what they feel, but they just don't want to like hurt the other person. I think you can, I think, uh, I think a lot yeah. of times it's like, I really care about you, but I don't want to be with you. Is such a valid thing to say, but it's so brutal to say mm. that a lot of us are like, well, I don't know how I feel. I just right, think right. I need to be alone and find myself. I agree I'm that like, that's I don't a cop out. It's totally valid to say like, I respect you so much that I'm telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel. And it's like, Maybe brutal. And maybe you don't ever talk again. But, sure. but then you've saved yourself, like, so much time where you're like, well, what if he meant by that that he actually loves me? Maybe I should right. wait. You know, like, you just save all that, like, drawn-out pain, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's the stuff that makes for good songs.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think the, um, the other part of that, though, is I do believe that people's priorities – change and what people and what people deem as important and Mm -hmm. what people would deem as like a deal breaker Mm -hmm. like there were things in my 20s that were certainly deal breakers that wouldn't be a deal breaker today and not even necessarily in a romantic relationship just in like whatever a friendship or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. Um, there are certainly things that I you know don't hold in as high regard or Mm -hmm. things that I now hold in higher regard. And Mm -hmm. I think like a lot of that is just through living life and, you know, things happening and, you know, you're affected by all sorts of things.
0: Yeah. I Uh, think like my baseline deal breaker, it's not even indecisiveness. It's like respect between people. Okay. Yeah. I think like boils down to like, that's something where like I would grow and change and accept different behaviors from people. But at the baseline, if it, if it goes against the mutual respect, I think Mm -hmm. that's always a deal breaker for me. And yeah. indecisiveness, I feel like, is super disrespectful when it comes to someone else's feelings. Sure. Because when you enter a relationship with someone, you kind of become responsible for their feelings as well, mm-hmm. even though you didn't really sign up for it. Like you're well, now, you you're ca- now a unit. You know? Oh, no, but kind you of did. Yeah, like, you did. If you're, yeah, you know, if
2: you're entering into this relationship, that's right. Sort of what that involves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, this is all to me. This is the human experience, right? Is that like totally. everybody experiences this, and that's why I also think like a to write a song like Paper Cut is so relatable mm. because everybody deals with issues that are like that and dealing with other people and interpersonal relationships and all that. So, um, where do you beyond that? Where do you typically draw inspiration from? Are you the type of writer that Uh, It needs to be very personal, and this is something that you've had to have experienced in order to really effectively write about it?
0: It doesn't have to be, Mm. but a lot of times, like, the songs that I release for my own project, clearly about things I've gone through, or, like, I'm sure the people listening who it's, like, it's about them, like, they definitely know, (laughs) especially, like... If it comes out within a certain amount of months, <laughs> like, the prior, I don't know. <laughs> like there's right, a time on the timeline timeline. Right. Huh, this would have taken three months to do. <laughs> okay. This one's about me. Yeah. Um, But for other artists, it's more when you write for someone else, it's more about what they want it to be about mm-hmm. and their story. Um, So it, I, it's just, it, it's different every time.
2: And do you I, enjoy one more than the other?
0: I really like writing from personal experience just because it comes so easily. Mm-hmm. Like um, a lot of times I get requests, especially in the dance world for like, partying songs yeah but i've never drank before or smoked or really like go out so like that's a bit of a stretch for me so i have to do my research and like find other lyrics i like and kind of make my own version of what partying would be for a Mm. song Mm. um but maybe it has like a different twist to it you know like i did a song for an artist that i called um live at night instead of like let's party all night. I was like, Oh, I live at night because right. that's when I thrive or whatever. So I twisted it like that. Got it. And kind of like draw from your own personal experience to tie into what the artist wants.
2: Right. For their right. song. Right. Yeah. Same, same overall sort of concept, still checked mm-hmm. in the box, but mm-hmm. done in a way that's authentic to you. Right. 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 That makes sense. I actually have uh, leftover from, uh, the other day. I've got a, a little mini bottle of Patron. If you wanted to, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Thanks. I'm Okay. <laughs> I love it um all right so tell me more about black mirror because i want to play this record here
0: yes um so black mirror uh title inspired by the show which i'm obsessed with and my brother's obsessed with um but basically every episode in the show is a commentary on technology and how Mm -hmm. it affects humans and i thought such an that's such an interesting concept and i like marinated with that concept for a couple months and then finally came to the Conclusion, I guess, of writing a, a love song where the lover is actually your phone instead mm. of another person. So in Black Mirror, it's all about, um, you know, you waiting for your love to, like, light up and and validate you. Mm. Like, that's A it. dark love song. Yes,
2: yeah. No, I yeah. mean, that's... I know a lot of people that are in love with their phones.
0: And, like, the ultimate <laughs> letdown when, like, you've waited hours for it to light up and it doesn't. Mm. Ugh. Mm. Terrible feeling. Mm. That's what the song's about. Uh,
2: are you... On the tech side of things, I mm. mean, you you said that you went to school for um, computer science. Yeah, I definitely studied that. Um, mm-hmm. For you, I guess, what is your take on all of this technology? And are you still very, like, do you consider yourself pretty tech savvy?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely tech savvy. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I try to use as little as possible because I feel like it really interrupts the human interaction. Mm. Um, and it's so funny now, like a, a A compliment that I get often is that I'm so warm, which I think is an interesting... I'm tying this in. I'm not just complimenting myself.
3: (laughs) That's all right.
0: Promise. Yeah. Um, But I think it's because when I talk to people, I'm talking to them, Mm -hmm. and I'm not, like, looking at my phone and just, like, answering your question and kind of gazing whenever it's convenient. It's like I'm listening to you. We're having a conversation, and that's such a rare thing now, and I I I find... A lot of times when I'm talking to my friends, they're just kind of looking down and not really paying attention. Um, But it's so interesting that people notice when you are paying attention and when you're engaged. And they're like, wow, you're warm. Like, no, I'm just a human. (laughs) Wow, you're paying
2: (laughs) attention to what I'm saying. crazy. This is incredible. Um, But it is true. It is true nowadays is that that's such a rarity. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually, to me, that's one of my paper cuts. Mm, That's a hard one. Yeah, like I'm in a, con- like, whatever, we're meeting or we're having a conversation or we're in a session or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and you're about 20% present. I I, now, I don't know what to do with that. Like, it's hard to even proceed forward.
0: The only reason I, like, have my phone out ever is because I have this, like, psycho fear that, like, my parents are going to be in a car crash and I, like, won't know right when it happens. It's terrible. It's my oh, biggest wow. fear. Wow. So, like, I always have it there because my parents are, like, my dad's going to be 70, you know, and so I get worried when he's like on tour and stuff, and I don't, I don't know. I'm like, what if I miss a call? And it's really important. So like, that's the only reason I have my phone out ever. But I'm right. never like, if it's anyone other than my mom and dad texting me, like, I'm not answering it if I'm talking to someone, right? Because it's not important. Yes, in that moment.
2: And and to be present. That was actually my, yeah. um, th- This was my New Year's resolution. Was how, how did to, it go? Was now to that be we're present. In month seven. I'm um, good. 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 Very good. I've I've eliminated. My phones uh, from different situations, like mm. so, like in a situation in which, like, I mentor a lot of people and I teach a lot of people and teach group classes. In those scenarios, no phones, right, are allowed. I'll take off my Apple Watch, do everything, like just completely disconnect. Mm-hmm. And then what I've found is what what helps with that, in my experience, has been to create like a a, a built in break. Mm. In there where it's like, okay, now, now you can check, check, make sure like, right. you know, cause yeah. it's been 45 minutes right, and something may have happened right, that you need to respond back to. Mm-hmm. But usually nine times out of 10, nothing yeah. significant has happened. You know, I somebody mean, posted something on Instagram. That's it.
0: The, I, I was just on like a month long trip in Europe and I knew like my whole family was there as well. So like there was no emergency, but I was still like constantly on my phone, but purely taking photos. And it uh, drove yeah. my brother insane. But I was like, this is how I'm such a visual person. This is how I remember my trip. Right. And I don't think that's not being present. I think that is that is being present because you're like, oh, look at this thing. Let me capture yep. it. It's a different kind of thing, though, when you're talking to someone on your phone. And also in real life, it's like having two conversations at once. Yeah. That's the part that I think isn't present. Like if you're taking a photo, like not just like of my coffee to share right now, but like if you're like on a trip with someone and you're like engaging and taking the photo, yeah. I feel like that's fine. But yeah, there is a level of...
2: Yeah, I think the challenge for a lot of people though is that th- they they can't stop there.
0: No, right? but because especially in dating, and, like right. when you're trying to date or like get to know someone, being on your phone is like the most detrimental. Like what a, what a trust issue right off the bat that like we've just met and I'm talking to you, but you're not paying attention. Yes. Like what an immediate red flag.
2: Right. We're at dinner. Yeah. And I'm over here texting as I'm uh Right, you. isn't that awful? Yeah. Like yeah.
0: that's like the first impression you get of someone and then you're gonna date that person. Well that's where you draw the line. That's <laughs> like, where you're no. like you
2: should just be with yourself. To me yourself. that's wishy
0: washy because you've not <laughs> decided agree. To be engaged in this conversation, you've decided like oh, I can have both conversations, yep. and you're just also doing that. This Ugh. is where
2: this is where our paper Ugh. cuts have aligned. I know.
0: H- this here's is where, where it is. This, is. this is where it comes
2: together. This is together. where it comes together. Um, I want to play Black Mirror. Uh, Sophie is here. Sophie Simmons hanging out with me here in studio on Dash Radio. Don't go anywhere. A little bit more with her when we come back. Here is her song, Black Mirror, right here on Dash Radio.
3: I've been chewed up and spit out and trampled on But I like it, the taste of a love gone wrong I've been chewed up
1: Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Hopper.
2: Well, I feel like I've learned so much about you, Sophie, and and that we've had such great conversation about life in general. Yeah. I now feel like um I'm ready to seize the day here. I've got a lot of Yay uh, Yeah, right? I'm like ready to do this. Uh so didn't mean to
0: appreciate <laughs> you for twenty
2: minutes. Oh no. It was it was it's been it's been great. I think being able to listen to some of the meanings behind some of the songs that you're writing mm-hmm. it gives me more insight into... To you as an artist and you as a writer and whatnot, let us know what's coming up next for you.
0: Um, so I have another single called "Sabotage" coming out August third, which also is
2: based on a true story. Also based on a
0: true story. <laughs> Shocking. I, I,
2: I, ro- I roll for those that didn't see that. Yeah. Um,
0: um, about uh, when you're in a relationship and the and you see the other person self-sabotaging it,
2: mm. and you try to
0: like cut it off before they can get to
2: it before they detonate it
0: yeah because we all do this we all have our moments where we're like oh it's getting a little hard I should just get out and you like give yourself a reason yep to exit whatever Um, but this song is about like just stick with it like it's hard for a minute but like let's not throw it all away yes yes which is a a thing that we don't do anymore because everything is so convenient but
2: absolutely I mean that's another one I'm a firm
0: believer that everything worth having is hard work right Right. And if it was very, very easy, it probably wasn't worth it.
2: Well, I think, I mean, I think that that's certainly a great lesson that is learned through creating your own music. Mm-hmm. And, or, Absolutely. You know, I mean, artistry I was in speaking general. in terms of, like, right.
0: relationships with people.
2: Yeah. Because no, 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 there's I, so
0: much effort into friendships and, and loves and I, things I, figured, like that, I but, figured you were. But also well. with work. But also, yeah. yeah, but also
2: with work, for sure. Because I do think that there are a lot of people that think that, okay, um, this should all come very easily. Right. And if it doesn't come easily, then it's not meant for me. I which hate is, when
0: people are like, well, it's not meant to be. I was like, right. well, it was meant to be for the person who, like, worked at it an extra 12 hours and you went home. Yep. Like, that that's the only difference. So, meant to be isn't really the right phrase yeah. for that one.
2: Right. You got to work through some of those things. You got to get yeah. through some of the, the, the bad takes to yeah. get to the good stuff. For there sure. is
0: sometimes where it's like you worked as hard as you possibly could and it didn't happen. That's like it wasn't meant to be. Right. But there's there's definitely people who are like, well, I go to the studio like once a week. And I'm like, mm.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah, it's probably I, I'm there uh,
0: every day, twice a day. Like, right. get get at me when you get to that point <laughs> and tell me that it's not hard.
2: <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I, I can't wait for uh, the new music to come. So you've got Sabotage that's coming out soon. Yes. Uh, what else got planned for the rest of the year?
0: Every four weeks, about we'll be putting out new music. Nice. So
2: nice. And is this all culminating into a bigger project or just some uh, singles for right now?
0: I think it's just singles for the yeah. time being because albums, especially in the streaming world, tend to get lost yep. because there's just not enough space on playlists for every song. Yep. And since unless I work so many uh, hours on every Drake song, and, unless you're right. Drake
2: and have a, and
0: you're the cover of every playlist. Yeah.
2: Right. Even, even genres that, don't that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the
0: cover right. of rock. This yes. is Drake. And
2: yes. you're like, why? <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, yeah, I would agree. I think like it is tough to also, it's also tough because in the streaming world, then things get separated. Yeah. And so it's, uh, for the most part, most people aren't digesting the body of work the way it was intended. Yeah. And so you're kind of getting it piecemealed or whatnot. And
0: I always tell um, my other artist friends who will listen to me that (laughs) you spend so many hours on each song. I don't think people realize like every song we put out, there's at least like 40 hours of work that goes into Mm. just like writing and recording it and making it sound nice for you guys to hear. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. to just kind of shove them all in a box and throw them out there is I feel like not letting the song reach its potential.
2: Right, letting it really breathe and have its moment. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
0: I mean, these artists—they really work so hard on every song. Like some songs, people have been writing for a year,
2: mm. and they and even finally longer. even yeah. longer, and they yeah.
0: finally finish it, and they just like put it as an album track and throw it out. Right. I'm like, ah, that's just so <laughs> much time.
2: Yeah, yeah, and just gets lost. In, yeah. In, like pebble in the ocean. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. That's
0: why. Like, I mean, it's amazing that Drake's thing was like 25 tracks but mm-hmm. i feel bad for the tracks that kind of get ignored sure like there's the one the kiki song right that everyone yeah, listens yeah. to but like there's 24 other songs yeah that are not getting really that much love and it's like they were all took equally as long and there was just as much effort and people writing them and right i don't know probably 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 you hope
2: right but yeah. I think that that's also the other part of it too, right? Is that yeah. there are people that are just creating disposable music as well, and are right. just kind of like, kinda like ah, yeah, let's just throw this out, yeah. right? No, I mean, I I think Drake's album could have been 13 tracks and been. Amazing. I hope,
0: like in in my heart, that like everyone is spending that much time on their songs. But yes. like sometimes you do write a song in an hour, and it's an amazing song, and it's mm-hmm. what it's meant to be. But then there's also the hours of production and mixing and mastering, sure. and like there there is time put into it. You At, hope, you hope. <laughs> yeah, yes,
2: one would hope. Um, Sophie, uh, give them your Instagram and all that good stuff. Um,
0: it's Sophie T. Simmons, just the letter T in between.
2: Got it. Sophie T. Simmons. Uh, for those that want to listen back to this entire interview, you can catch that on my site as well, hoppaworld.com. We've got an entire page that we built for Sophie. On there, and you'll be able to get links back to all of her as well, including Papercut and Black Mirror and all of that. Um, and then your new song, Sabotage, as well. Yes. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Sophie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. We'd like to end the show by saying this music is life, and life is good. Everybody, we'll see you tomorrow.